I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to the show. In this episode, I'm joined by Jack McIntosh. Pleasure to be here again. Finding myself here on a regular occurrence now. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go into a little bit of our journeys, I guess, and we've got a bunch of questions here, a few that we've come up with ourselves to ask each other, and then a bunch of questions from the audience. Let's get straight into it, I reckon. So I thought you were going to uh, announce your new name. But the new name? Because um, you said welcome back to the show, but... Yeah. I'm thinking whether... Yeah, we've I've changed the name to Timeless Mindset, but I think I might dedicate an episode or something oh. more to explain it. Okay. All right, who's starting? Uh, I'll ask you first. Okay. It's going to hit you between the eyes here. Okay. What do you want to say to people that think you think... You're better than them. Define better. I think I think I have a lot of belief in myself and I think that can get mixed up in the message. And I think the way I communicate my ideas can sometimes people can misinterpret it. It's the whole intention impact. And I but I do think sometimes people's insecurities can be projected onto me um, and it's easier to bring other people down to their level, especially when you know someone and who they were before and you have this this vision of who they are and this role that they're supposed to play. It's really easy to find ways to say, oh, I actually know the true version of you. I know what you've been like before. They like, want the certainty. Yeah, they think it's fake or not authentic or... I don't think I'm better than anyone, but I do think there is a certain little level of truth in the fact that I'm putting more effort into myself. I don't think that equates to me being better than them, but I think it. I'm, I'm loving myself more than them because I'm putting the time into myself. That doesn't mean I'm more worthy as a human, but I'm putting the time to make myself feel more worthy of myself. Um, and the messaging, it can get mixed up and people can interpret things in their own way, but is if that's the 
cost and trade off to be myself and say the hard truths and I'll, I'll live with that because sometimes people need to hear it. Yeah, it's all down to interpretation. Yeah, we it's how they view the world, isn't it? Yeah, we don't need to get into a conversation because if we start a rabbit hole yeah. conversation, we'll, okay. First one of you. Now you've been posting a lot on social media over the past six months, showing quote unquote your true self, starting to be authentic. But are there parts of you that you're still scared to show? There's definitely layers and week by week, month by month, I feel like I'm stripping layers back um, onto who I am and and what I want to show. There's just also that thing that it's like, what do I want to show on social media? How much do I want to show? Because I'll I'll use this as an example. Um, A couple weeks ago I had, you know, something – happened to me I guess and first time I cried like that in in a long time and I and I filmed it and even in the film I'll say I say like I'm not sure if I'm going to post this at the end um because I wasn't sure and I, I, I wasn't filming for the reason to post it it's just it's just something I do because it allows me to have a conversation with myself out loud so I had to have another conversation after that do I want to post that do I want to share that um, and I still wasn't sure. Maybe one day I will. Um, doesn't have to be straight after. It doesn't have to be now. Um, but to answer your question simply, uh, there probably is some things. But at the same time, I'm still trying to find out more about myself by doing hard things and putting myself out there. So I guess time will tell on what more I post, I guess. I feel like as we both start posting more and learning more about ourselves, we start posting different things. We actually start to uncover that there's actually more to yourself than you realise. And it, Yeah, there's just this massive thing that I love putting my thoughts into videos because it has a timestamp that I can go back and watch it and I think it's very valuable. You can, you can go see your thoughts when you're a 23, 22-year-old, naive maybe in hindsight, um young adult so I think there's a lot of um, power in it I guess people were just so scared to do it and I think that's just what I had to get rid of that fear so start small then like yeah yeah for sure and I think starting small was because you remember how I always had those excuses like probably just after I came onto the first podcast with you I always had that excuse why I didn't want to start posting um, my own stuff on TikTok or Instagram, or whatever. And I, I started out by just sharing things on my story that I think I can align to or who I want to be, things that I want to represent. And I think that's how I started. Also, sharing clips of your podcast, putting different ideas in people's minds of who I who I want to be and who I am. I think that's what it starts out. You don't want to just. I mean, it's completely up to you, but. Yeah, it's easy to start smaller and then work your way up into... But is that hard if you're making such a dramatic change to be posting stuff that's so far away from who you were when you have the least proof that that's who you are? Yeah, correct. And then that's, I guess that's what comes with 
the questions and is this authentic? Is he just trying to show people that he's changed and he's not actually changed? And he wants to show that he's this nice, kind guy now. Um, but people can people are always going to think what they're going to think. Like it's not it's not up to you to change their ideas about you. In my opinion, yeah. Um, my next question for you is: How do you define personal growth slash change, and why do you think it is important in life? The reason I love this whole mindset thing, I think personal growth is all about improving your individual mindset. And the reason I think that is so powerful is because you can experience the same situation and it can be interpreted internally so differently and so vastly. So I think the whole reason you go on personal growth is to get the most out of life because of the way that you interact with everything. You can have one experience and a totally different internal feeling. You can respond to everything I think it just becomes the filter that you see the world through. It's all about improving your mindset so that you can see the world through a different filter and you can pretty much just get the most out of life. It's it's a pretty simple answer because that is why it is, but it's deeper and it's more complicated and there's a lot to it. But simply at its crux, the main reason you should do personal growth is to get the most out of your life. Yeah, it's funny how you can do the same thing, the exact same thing and have a whole different outcome or view on it just by changing that lens and mindset by going through personal growth and change. And it is important because why would you want to live in this negative world when you, you control your own world? You control how you see things. It's not it's not the other way around. Yeah, and I think the reason I think personal growth is so powerful is it shows people how much more control they have in their lives than they actually think they do sometimes. We're very victim-based. And I used to blame so many things for why I wasn't playing high-level football or why I felt so insecure in relationships or why I didn't feel worthy as a person. I've often always find some situational variable, some something other than myself to be the reason that I didn't feel good or I wasn't good enough or I didn't succeed. It was something other than myself all the time. I've, I was always in the habit of blaming something else. Man. So yeah. then all this personal growth is about first taking responsibility and it empowers you because once you actually realize that, okay, my life's actually up to me, it changes that filter, it changes your world, it changes your reality. And yeah, that's it's, it couldn't be more powerful than that. But I think you don't really see that and understand that until you've actually gone on personal growth. It's so hard to sell personal growth mm-hmm. to people who don't understand what it's going to do for you. But So I can say these things, but if you haven't undertaken a bit of a journey to improve your mindset this is going to go in one ear out the other. It's the hardest thing sometimes. That's why people often start from a place of external motivation. Like, ah, I want people to think this about me. It comes very external to start with, but then their motivation ends up changing. It becomes very internal. So sometimes I just encourage people to start. It doesn't always have to come from the best of intentions and it can change over time. People just wait for that one thing to happen to them before they decide to flick the switch, which is probably kind of what I did, but it's a whole other story. Do you, does it hurt you when you've built such you've built a life and I wouldn't say a role but you've been playing this Jack McIntosh character that people think is you and there's this other side to you that you're starting to show that people haven't seen does it hurt when you've built all these relationships in your life 
and these people who you've built these relationships with don't understand what you're doing and aren't willing to understand and and almost not almost not get it and not be able to have those conversations that we have with each other is it is it hard is it hard the simple answer is yes yes it's hard because they're the people that you've lent on and sort of grown grown up with um throughout your teens and you've had a lot of memories and experiences with them that you you know you look back on fondly so when you you're trying to change and be a better person and all these sort of things and they don't really understand why it's not more the why they don't understand they don't get it and i think a conversation i had with um my friend seb he just summarized it simply and he said people that get it get it and people that don't don't you don't have to try and prove yourself to the people that don't get it um was probably the moment that i stopped trying to prove to others because i think you probably saw this a lot. I was always trying to prove to um, whether it was people that I used to go to high school with, um, mates that I have now, people online, whoever it may be. I was trying to prove that I'm, I'm this better person. But I think when you're trying so hard to prove, you actually prove it less maybe. It's just better by showing in time that you're going to be consistently better and this is just who you are now. Like we say that time's just going to happen and time's this construct. So what you do with that time is up to you. Um, and this time's going to pass no matter what. So if this was fake or what we'll go into later, a phase, then time will tell. Mm. Um, so I guess I can't really answer. I can't um, answer that sort of question. Uh, that, that sort of question, yeah. But yeah, your question, it is hard and... Sometimes I do wish they were more supportive, but then at the same time, there's that thing where, you know, you've got fr- different friends for different reasons, which right. I'm starting to understand. I get that, but then where is the balance of that versus like, okay, this is something that's going to be important to me and if n- if they're never willing to understand, where's the line? Yeah, correct. And I actually just think some of them are scared. They're scared. They don't, they don't want to hurt me. They don't want to – they don't know how to ask these questions – um, so I think there's definitely an element of that and then it's letting me do me, but it, it's starting to hurt and phase me less and less because I have people now that can support me, that I can talk to. So I don't have to talk to them about this sort of stuff. But I think if you, if you ask them, like they'd say that I've been hanging around them less, um, which isn't a reflection on them. They're still good people. But I'm just in a different road, I guess. Do you feel like the reason you earlier on wanted to get validated more by those other people, even when you're making the changes and you're saying all these changes, but you still wanted to prove them right, was because you're still almost like, at that, you're still... I couldn't answer. It's scary to go alone, maybe. Yeah, yeah but also you're still like not... You'd, you've played yeah. this role for so long and you're almost having to leave that and take that leap of faith mm-hmm. because I feel like you, you've played this sort of... not ex- A lot of like this external game, like you've played into what people think you're meant to do. 
So there's almost an element of like, okay, I'm going from more of an external journey to I really want to bring it inwards and see what I want to do. And there's a lot of like almost detachment from that. And it's there's a, a big leap of faith. So the reason you get so defensive is because it's just, it's out of like fear, like that, that could there be elements of truth to it? So you almost get defensive because you're, so, you're scared still. Oh, mate, thousand percent, I reckon. Plenty of truth to what they were saying because I didn't have that proof, right? I didn't have any proof. So everything they were saying early days, I was just, like, it was daggers to the heart. Like every little comment, it was definitely daggers because I couldn't show, I had nothing to show. Well, I'd been on a podcast, I said some things like that doesn't really mean anything, doesn't show anything. And it only been maybe a couple months. Um, and it's still early days now. But I think I think I was very sick of people knowing me for that, that role. Um and I've no one else to blame but myself because that was my role. Like that's exactly how I should have been viewed externally, hundred percent. That's what I was doing, that's what everyone was seeing. So how can I blame? Um, but yeah, I guess a few things happened early 2023 that sort of tinkered my brain like, fuck, I'm being a dickhead and it's not just a once-off occurrence. It's happening quite often now. And then it, when I started, it was when I did the podcast with you that I started thinking about all these things that I'd done and it was bringing like guilt and shame and so I started flicking a few messages out, um, had a few good conversations that, that definitely helped me realise what I what I can do and be. So that was definitely helpful. What what are you doing? There's another question I had, but I thought, because a lot of people say like, oh, I love what you're doing. And it's a common thing that, that you get. Um, I love this question because they don't even know. But for, yeah, you get a lot of... The positive feedback you get is, I love what you're doing. But what are, what are you actually doing? What am I doing? At the essence, it's so simple. I'm just being myself. I'm simply just being myself. And people say, like, you want to get 1% better and, like, you want to be this um, better person, 100%. But that's still yourself. Like, you're still, like, you're building yourself but you're still being yourself. So if I'm trying to I'm trying to be myself and build myself. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um so why do you do that? Why do I do it? Cuz I don't I don't want to live a mundane life and I through growing up I I, I understood that pretty clearly that I didn't want to live that mundane life and that's when we talk about the environment around you where, like, I'm not putting them down at all, but that's sort of what my friend group do. And and not all of them. There's some that have, sp- like, um, spouted out and they're fucking, they're doing amazing things. Um, which is sort of, that sort of helps in the space of, like, you can go out by yourself and, and do different shit. But why am I doing it? The uncomfortable stuff is simply because I just was getting way too comfortable with life. Um, and I didn't want to live the same day, week, month, year, over and over and over until I get to 70. That's, just, that's not a fulfilling life. That's 
I don't know. Some people can do it. It's not the way I'm wired, I think. What do you think? Where do you think you'd be right now if I didn't invite you on the podcast? Because it wasn't like a guarantee. Like it easily could have turned out that you never came on just because I only got a couple of people from the club. Mm. Yep. That's a very good question. Probably still doing the same thing. Probably just, yeah, the same thing. Because my awareness has gone to a new level now that I've started this. But, yeah, I'd probably just be, yeah, the same role, the same person. The problem is people think that, like, I've just got this whole new mindset and um, way of thinking. And it's actually partly true but partly false. Um, I've always had this mindset or something within me that's been like wanting to get out, I guess, in a, in a way. Like I've always had these thoughts, but I just, it was the fear of judgment, I think, that was holding me back from putting it on my social media, putting it out to the world. Um, so you think you have stopped you holding yourself back rather than something came to me externally and I've changed. It's like you just internally found a way to stop yourself from holding yourself back. Yeah. But getting invited on the podcast allowed that to happen, I think. It gave me a bit of confidence because I was I was getting external validation from doing this sort of stuff. Like I was getting um, reacts, messages, like fucking tons of messages. And then... I always wonder if that, if I didn't get that sort of validation, would I have continued? I think it's really important when you're going from a massive external to internal journey that like you almost need that smooth transition where people do support you and it is more reliant on external. It's really hard if you start doing your own thing and it's just, that's it, no support. Mm. Like you've got nothing, it's just you. Like that's where like, yeah, over time you start to bring it really internal. There's so much self-belief and drive where you aren't reliant early days though you need I know, and, I, and I got a lot of support that's what's helped me and it's like oh wonder what it would have looked like who knows but I think it can be important for some people's journeys because it's such a big change in their life and their reality that it's like it's almost too difficult for some people yeah it's probably something I haven't really looked back on but it, even if it wasn't my friends it was people that were viewing my social media like interacting with it and telling me all these nice things. But you never know it could have accelerated your growth if you were very committed to the why. Correct. So you never really know. Correct. I've got heaps of whys, to be honest. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things that culminated to bring this new v- version of Jackman. Yes, this is sort of... um, This is sort of flowed on from the other question. But in your experience, how can... People cultivate a growth mindset in their lives. If you disbar the um, the fact that you think that people need to find out themselves, I think I'm a very logical person. I like I like the fact that this stat. I know I say it a lot, but it does astound me that every day, ninety five percent of my decisions, I don't even think about. I make 35,000 choices a day and 95% of them I didn't consciously think in my mind. If that isn't just clear 
proof that you are so much more than you think you are. And there's so much automatic behaviors that you do and you just don't know. You don't realize until you do this stuff how much you can change because you have that fixed mindset. The reason, how do, how do we get someone to have a growth mindset? I think the most powerful thing is you ha- someone has to show themselves that they can change because that brings that sense of control. Because it, when people just do the same thing over and over, they can't change. You, can't, you cannot change without change. So they never change anything. They never grow. Their mindset is, oh, everything's this way for a reason. These successful athletes, genetics, <laughs> that's them. I could never do that. Yep. So there's a million ways to spark that sense of control and spark that journey, this self this growth journey I'm on, this growth journey you're on, the growth journey that so many people are on, there's so many ways to for that to start. For some people, it's like really extreme situations. But I think at the, at the core of it, it is just the belief that you can change. That's what a growth mindset is, the yeah. belief that you can change and you have a, like control, agency in your life. And if you don't believe other people can change, then you don't think you can change as well. Exactly. So even, so what was it? How do people get? How can people cultivate a growth mindset? I think you just have to prove to yourself that you can change and be better. Or do you just look at other people or if and you see can, that they can change? That's so that another if they powerful can, thing. Then I can. Exactly. If you look at people's stories, that's why I like people there's such a power in storytelling and seeing, oh my God, this person came from such a harsh, terrible upbringing, no money, and now they're successful. Yeah. It, it just creates this sort of belief that, or hope. It's initially hope because, it's like, oh my God, I could be that. Hope then faith. Hope then faith. Initially, it's like, oh, like I want that but I don't think I can. And then you start to, it all comes from that that belief, that voice. A lot of things I've started to, at the core of it, it's just this belief that you can be better or else you won't make any different decisions. And that's what it is. You have to change your choices. But what drives your choices is your beliefs. And then if you want to dig another one, what drives your beliefs? It's your thoughts. Mm. And if all your thoughts are 95, or well, 95% of them you don't even make from your upbringing, all the things you absorbed as a child, you just don't know how much more you can be. And it doesn't always have to be a rich millionaire on a yacht. It can just be, I just love my life. Yep. I'm just more, like, there's so many ways, but I think you just have to understand, if whether it's logically or emotionally, you want to go into the storytelling, that you have so much control. Okay. Um, okay, last one to you. And I think you sort of covered it, but do you think you'll change the way you engage with people who don't get it? Because you said you found yourself trying to prove to people and I feel like you've told me a lot less about these conversations because it's just almost not worth your time and they're just not willing to listen. So are you going to change the way you speak to people? Yeah, that's a great question because I remember having conversations early days when people would make comments or message me or my friends would say something and I'd tell you and we'd have a conversation about it. And now, and I used to argue a lot with these people, and now, since hearing the that quote, which one? Uh, people that get it get it. People that don't don't. Or what about it's all true as well? Yeah, that all true one is massive. It's all true. It just helps you because people that listen to this and they know me, they know me as a fucking one of the biggest argument arguers in the world. <laughs> like I used to argue to win, not because I thought I was right. Um, and now 
I've I'm learning, definitely learning still, but I'm learning to to acknowledge that that's their perspective and they think they're right on on their history and experiences. They're right. That's that's simple as that. And there's there's no point in trying to prove them right because a lot of these people have fixed mindsets as well. So it's like talking a brick wall. So you're literally just wasting your time and energy. You're going to become, you're going to have all this negative feeling around it when you can just save all that and just just say, okay, or just don't even get into it. You don't need to. You don't need to prove it to them because they, they're, a lot of these people, they're feeding on it. They want it. They want this argument. So just don't let it happen and that's how you win by not even having the argument. All right. Let's get into these questions. So we're going to split it into where well, we both answer and then we've got some individual ones. Um, we'll start with the both both of them. Yep. What are the key habits or steps to becoming the most authentic version of yourself? So basically, what do we do to become more authentic? Yep. This authentic word keeps getting thrown around in this space and... It's simple as just being yourself. And a lot of people will then counter that with, I don't know who I am. So you probably need to start finding ways to figure who you are out. Currently? Yeah. Do you feel like we we, want to be, we have this vision of who we want to be. Correct. But yet we don't know where we're even starting from. I think you need to acknowledge your flaws. Acknowledge that you're a dickhead or you're not that smart or you can't read or yet like all, all these things like you have to acknowledge the flaws as well as the positives just it's almost like the life audit yeah on yourself and then you go from there but you have to be extremely honest that's the hardest thing to do and that's why no one does it because your ego is going to protect you correct there's no way that you're you want to have that conversation with yourself that this is who i am right now this is who i could be I'm not living anything like that because what what is that what is that actually stem down to then if you have the if you actually have that conversation with yourself and you know you're not making the decisions to be who could be dude I'll tell you just a quick story night out this is before um I think it was before I started doing this stuff or very early days and this guy was hanging this random was hanging out with uh all my mates and I and didn't know him or anything but he was just he was just leeching on but and it, like nowadays, I would not give a fuck. But back then, I was just calling him a fuckhead. I just named him fuckhead for the whole night. Absolute dickhead of me. Anyways, I didn't think it was bad. I generally didn't think it was bad. Like, <laughs> and that's that's what it can do to you. Um, I guess your ego tell you like, oh no, you're just being funny. Like, you're just joking. All these things. But like, that's fucked. That's fucking hard. Like, you shouldn't be doing, saying that. So I needed to take, like, sit myself down sort of thing and say, you are a dickhead. Like, you're not a nice person. And that's how you're going to change. Not not trying to find excuses or, like, it's, I'm joking. It's not that serious. I'm, it's funny. People are laughing. Whatever. You need, to, you need to tell yourself the harsh truth. Whether that's, like, obviously it might not be that circumstance, but plenty of circumstances out there. How to be authentic. 
to me, I feel like it's a byproduct of going on this sort of self-growth journey. Like I said, it's really hard to have that conversation with yourself that like, oh, here's who, who, here's who I could be and here's where I'm at. It's too big a gap. Psychologically, we're gonna, our ego is going to employ all these defense mechanisms so we don't have to acknowledge it because it's, it's scary for a lot of us. But I think if you can not even start trying – because we all start with self-growth. I feel like – sorry, this authenticity piece about like be yourself, be yourself. But for a lot of people, it's too hard to be themselves because deep down they don't actually like who they are. Facts. So if you can start almost by making little micro changes, it cultivates this belief that you can change. You can change your mindset from fixed to growth that you can – and then that conversation becomes easier because at the core of it, there's hope that you can change. Mm. Because if you have a fixed mindset and there's this gap between who you are and who you could be, then what is it? It's just this permanent, you're never going to be good enough voice and your ego won't let you have that. But if you can almost cultivate that sense of belief and faith that you could be better to start with, mm. then the conversation becomes easier because even though it's a fucking hard conversation, there's a solution waiting on the other side of it. And obviously, you have to add in the fear of judgment. Like, <laughs> it's massive. It's massive with being yourself because a lot of people want to fit in. But it's, I think, fear of judgment is because, like, if you're this ideal version of yourself, you won't. You're not going to care what people think. Correct. So I feel like it's almost the side piece to the main because we look at that and we say, how do we lose fear of judgment? But I think you just need to start by showing yourself that you can change, even whether it's within this safe – It's got whether it's too – if it's too hard to take that leap of faith. And a lot of us in this space say, make that big move. I do it all the time. But for a lot of people, it's not feasible. Yep. If you can just make small changes – look, if you can make a big change, that's, that's perfect. But for a lot of people, that, that's why I think there's such a low percentage of people who are in this space because it's too scary of a jump. And then the people who do make the jump are all saying, take a big jump, take a big jump. It's too hard for them. So I'm almost encouraging smaller steps. Show yourself that you can change. The conversations you have with yourself become easier. Fear of judgment becomes, you become more aware of it. Like, oh, I actually did care what Johnny thought. Yeah. Yeah. Key steps. It's almost going through like your hobbies. A lot of people disregard hobbies like we look like we say drama in school just gets disregarded because the fear of judgment um of friends or people outside people that you want to be hanging out with so i think you gotta maybe look back at your your old younger self because the fear of judgment's way less as a kid you're just being that fun playful doing whatever the fuck you want um think about like mentality. how much play you had like, like i remember I was just kicking a little ball around the house so much, like a footy, pretending to be all these AFL superstars. Yeah. It was limitless. It w and are you thinking about what other people are thinking of you then? No. You're so free and liberated. And ultimately, it's that so almost sense of inner peace that you have in that time that you're trying to recapture. Yeah. And it's funny how we gain all this through through the years that we age. That's when you have to go find yourself again because yeah. that's what it is. You're finding that younger self that you once were when you're truly at peace. And All right, next yeah. question. What was the moment you found your purpose or are you looking to find it on this journey? 
This question segues really well from, the, from that one. Yep. The moment you found your purpose. Purpose <laughs> is a big yeah. is a big word we have a strong take on. Yeah, and finding your purpose is another thing. Cliche. I think I, think I just posted something actually on my story oh. about finding your purpose. You don't. F- oh, yeah, it's by Hormozy. You don't find your purpose. You you build it. You make it. Create it. Create it. That's probably a better word. Yeah, you create your purpose because things that people are interested in, they're often good at. How do you get good at something? By being bad at it at the start. No one's good at something when they first pick it up. Not usually, anyways. So Unless it's Nick Dacos. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, so the moment, the one moment, is maybe not found your purpose, but For me, I was big into the purpose piece early. Mm. Like I thought, and I said it, like oh, I found my purpose to help others or to learn and help others, to to inspire, to have these conversations, to go down the psychology route. And I think the reason I called it quote-unquote purpose was because, one, I could see the, the path playing out I could see what it was going to look like. And I was like, yeah, this is because I knew this is a route I want to go down. So you almost get this mindset of like, oh, it's meant to be, or this is who I'm destined to be. But I just think I actually, this, the stuff I'm doing plays into my strengths, but a lot of the things I had in here aren't, weren't strengths to begin with. For example, podcasting, communicating, having deep conversations. I had, I didn't have much communication skills. I had a lot of insecurity and a lack of confidence and all these things that I've developed over time that you wouldn't call it my purpose if I started out it so bad. Like you wouldn't – if you stopped me at, at day one and said, is this your purpose yeah. to podcast, I'd say no. Yeah. But then if you end up successful like the big podcasters – People say, "Oh, his his purpose." Yeah, it's your purpose. Yeah. So we engineer people, engine or like engineer other people's purposes depending on their external success. Correct. And I just think, it, I think purpose is a great idea to almost like passion. Like it's a something. I think when someone has a passion for saying they get good at it and then they're successful, we so call it their purpose. Passion turns into purpose once it becomes successful. Yeah, that's what people say, because no one asks. No one really talks about someone's purpose if it isn't externally successful. You don't hear it, do you? And um, yeah, and it's sort of if you said my passion is no, sorry, my purpose is to podcast, right? You get these looks. You get people like, "How's this your purpose?" Like you haven't even done one podcast, sort of thing. If you go, "My passion is to podcast," no one can take that away from you. You're passionate about it. You're interested. You're keen to learn. You're eager to learn. And now people go, yeah, it's your purpose. So what was the, mo- what was the moment you found your purpose? That's probably not the question you need to be asking, would you say? Yeah, I think the second one's better. It says, are you looking to find it on this journey? <clears throat> I don't think I'm looking to find a purpose because what is a purpose, right? Is it purpose why you're doing what you're doing? I think you can create purposes throughout your life anyways. What what does the word purpose actually mean? Purpose. Is Great it, question. Is it the underlying meaning? Is it just creating value in your life? Something to chase? The reason for which something is done or created. So why am I podcasting? To learn 
and create more and learn more, help others. But then is there an underlying belief? It's a value. It's a part of me. So a purpose is almost an extension of yourself. Yeah. So I think you really, so are you looking to find on this journey? I wouldn't say I'm looking to find my purpose. I think my purpose is, the purpose is almost secondary to the internal, like the deeper internal. But purpose gets really, people think it's very, very internal, but it's almost a byproduct of finding out who you are. If it's the underlying reason for what I do it, it's because what? It comes back to your values then. You can't just go, this is my purpose. Like, this is why I was put on the earth. Because, yeah, it's a disempowering thing anyway. Correct. Um, Okay, next one. Is there anything you're holding on to that's holding you back from your higher self? It's a great question. I'm just like, could I say my job? Yeah. Because it's not like my fulfilling career right now. So, like I'm not passionate about it. So, I guess in a sense it is holding me back from my higher self. It's not what I want to do. And it's not how I want to live each day. It's not what the, you know, when you look look into the future and you're like, how do I want my days to look? Because that's what you start off with. How How does my ideal day look? And that's definitely not part of the plan. So that's probably something that's holding me back uh, for now. That's all I can really think of for that question. What about you? I think we don't actually realise what's holding us back sometimes until we make the change. So for me, I've actually learned a lot about what was holding me back after in hindsight. It's really easy to have – it's really hard, sorry, to have those conversations with yourself at that point in time. It's almost so true. So that's why it's like if – it's so hard then because it's like if you're not aware of it, you you can't take action on saying you're not aware of because people so don't people lack the clarity people don't understand what's holding them back so they're stuck in this cycle and it's like oh that's what I'm meant to be or it's the hindsight isn't it it's so it's it's always people like oh that held me back for years that's why if you can somehow get to that growth mindset then it's almost like you're just continually trying to improve and then sometimes you'll realize that was holding me back. I think you also, for me, well, I'll actually answer the question. Um, what's holding me back from my higher self? I think it's still a belief that what I'm saying is actually genuinely valuable because I don't have external success. And I, I want to accomplish it on the journey, you know what I mean? I don't want to, I don't just want to have external success and then say this is how I did it and then it's only validated because of my external success. I'm the amount of ch- internal change from the last 12 months has proven to me deep down how much belief I have in what I'm saying. But I think there's still an element of the external, like, okay, I'm not a successful podcaster. I'm not, I haven't started the coaching business yet that I'm about to embark on. I don't have this proof externally that what I'm doing is merited. So, yeah. So it sort of holds you back because you can't go fucking all in and, and maybe a bit of monetary, monetary for sure. Yeah. That would be holding you back. Because well, it does. It, it lim- like higher self, what is higher self? Best no version one. of yourself. Yeah. Can you ever be the best version of yourself? You can th- chase it. But I think, yeah. It's a constant chase. Yeah. But currently though, like 
I know that there's as part of my trajectory, there's a few key moments that are gonna like they're gonna change that. But then again, I'm on the journey and things are gonna happen. Um, I'm aware of them, but then again, it's like you can tell yourself that like, oh, be like that, but you can't fake confidence. You know what I mean? When when you get this, when you prove to yourself that you can do it, it creates this belief that you. It's really hard to just think about and wake up tomorrow and do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm aware of some things that are holding me back, but I'm taking steps towards them. So I'm not scared about them because I'm doing it. What was the catalyst to go down this path? For me, it was started out with. I'll, I'll do this really simply. It started out with sport. I was studying psychology, um, which was a bit of a weird choice because I started with commerce. Um, I think I've always been into. I think I really liked a lot of like I. I was going to be a short answer, but I've actually never really <laughs> thought about this. But I was in in high school. I was doing subjects like politics and law, economics. I did literature for one semester. I did. I was doing English and I liked some parts of English. I liked some parts of politics. I liked some parts of history. I didn't, and even economics. I liked so much of economics. That was my favorite subject and the one I was the best at. And I think underlying that was the psychology of it, but I didn't know at the time that that's what I was passionate about. And it wasn't offered as a unit. Like I would have taken it. Like all my mates were doing psychology at a public school and I'm here at a private school and I'm like, fuck, that's sort of so cool. And then and then you're like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm the commerce guy because I – I topped economics for two years at a private school. So you think that that's what you meant to yourself. I labelled myself. I'm good at it, so I'm going to do it sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. But it was the – and there's so much in economics I didn't like and I didn't care about finance. Like I genuinely couldn't care. Yeah. But there was so much about decision-making and why people value certain things and how things come together. It motivated me. That's part of history that I like. Like why would these – like why Hitler did what he did? Why did all these things happen? Why did – and and I – at the very core of it, you're just a curious being. I was curious. And then again, it was like, then when psychology fell into my lap um, and I was exploring, I was like, maybe it is psychology that I'm interested in. And then I pursued that. And then at the end of 2022, going into my first season of, no, it was my th- second season of um, senior football. Was it my second? Se- yeah. Yeah. Second season of senior football. I was like, I want to get better at football. I mean, always, but I knew that there was something holding back in my mind because I could just feel I wasn't, I wasn't confident. I wasn't enjoying it as much as I could have. And I thought, I listened to a lot of sporting podcasts that talk about, we're starting to touch on the mind and like Dylan Friends, for example. And I was like, okay, why don't I just start having the conversations? Because I didn't answer every question I wanted. And then if I got to control the, and that was always myself. It's like, I had this sort of selfish nature. Like I want to be the run to have these conversations. And yes, I had the vision early on, like I want to have a successful podcast, but at the core of it, it was this drive to, to want to be better for myself in sport. Cause I was so passionate about it. And I was like, there's something holding me back. And I knew the power of the mind. Yeah. So then it went into that started with sport, but then it really went into mental health and mindset as soon as, cause I thought it was sport. Then it was deeper. It was like, fuck, I just love the change. And as we started to make an impact on a lot of people's lives through social media, um, and almost just creating and, and just showing to myself that I can change it just became this domino effect um, and that's why we're here today because it started out like that but it just took its natural course and it all just the catalyst to go down the path was to be the best version of myself in sport and then ultimately as a, as a human in life get the most out of it and that's continuing to be at the core of it what about you? Definitely a culmination of so much fucking shit. But it, like, started 
I've always been a deep thinker and a lot of curiosity. I think you need curiosity to be in this sort of space. Um, and that's probably what, like we talk about my mates being supportive, they didn't see that side of me. So they just probably just think this is so random popping up. But if you ask some of my schoolmates, I had these conversations like space and life, death, just having those sort of early age um, conversations, which is good. Um, and then obviously had uh, Sammy, the suicide of Sammy, which sort of probably... Made something click early on. That was like year nine, I think, year nine or ten. So that's like another thing that sort of, hang on, why? How? How is he thinking like that? Why? Why would he? Like, how do you get to that sort of stage? So I had that, and then still didn't really change me. I still, I was still a dickhead in school. Went through school being a dickhead. Um, finished school. Still just being that little sheep following a massive crowd sort of thing. And then, but th- this, this is externally as well. Internally, I was still having these deep conversations with myself. I still love this stuff. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But externally I was doing all this other dickhead shit. <laughs> and then sort of Cruising through life, like I was talking about. Just cruising, just every day was the same. Then start of 2023, um, fucking abused a girl in a kebab shop. A lot of other stuff, almost getting in fights, just running my mouth. A lot of it was because of drinking. And But this was the one that, this is the one where something clicked because I, I th- they messaged me the day after and I didn't really remember what happened. So, like, they messaged me and I'm like, I was like, it just, I don't know. That was a little bit of a catalyst in itself and, like, my mind sort of changing to how words can affect someone else. Um, and then obviously BK as well. And then that's all the mental health stuff. And then I come to... Middle of 2023, you've started your podcast, or I'm listening to your podcast. And a lot of jealousy, to be honest, was was happening. Probably started off talking shit about, not talking shit, but just jealous. I was jealous. I wanted to be on it. Not that not many people would admit that they'd want to be on a podcast, but something inside me wanted to tell a story or just say, tell people about me, maybe. It's Um, a vehicle of expression. Correct. 
Um, so that that's what people, and that's what you obviously say the catalyst was, like that one moment getting invited on the podcast. That probably did um, springboard everything into action. So the catalyst was getting on the podcast, which you'll <laughs> love to hear. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll put it down to a lot of things um, that just led up to getting invited on the podcast. Yeah, I think we often, and we get to talk about this one moment, but it's often a lot of little things that build up and it's almost that like, we say it's a one moment people make the decision, but it's often so many small little events that lead to that one moment. Yeah, 100%. There's probably more to add. I, I can't always remember yeah. that time, but that's the best I can do. What is the most valuable... <laughs> <laughs> Failure. What is the most valuable thing you have learned so far? From this life or po- podcasting journey, I'm guessing? Let's go in the last six months. Last six months. We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. Um, About... Man. So it's hard a broad to, question. Such a broad. Don't, it's, okay, it's a don't say most value valuable. <laughs> That's twice. Uh, just say one. I often think though, what is saying you can't stop thinking about? Because that isn't that personally valuable to you. Because the good shit sticks, by Tim Ferriss. Um, because it's so hard. People are like, oh, what's your one takeaway? What's this? But if if you keep thinking about it, for some reason, it it's important to you. Um. So what's something you can't stop thinking about in this space recently or in, in the whole journey? Mine recently has probably been how how much we don't know about ourselves and how much we can change. Like the, it's the whole thing, what's the most valuable thing you've learned? It's how much you can change. And how quickly it can happen. And how much your mindset controls your life. That has to be it. How much your mindset dictates the quality of your life. Your mindset, the quality of your mindset is the quality of your life. Yep. Uh, That's very well summed up. Mine's similar in the fact that if you want to change your life, you can change it in one day. And it obviously doesn't mean change everything, but you can. It's it's just the fucking flip of your mindset. Is it the trajectory that changes? Like the... Yeah, so it doesn't change. You just change the tra- trajectory. I think that's what. And yeah, and what is that trajectory? Is it just flipping fixed to growth open mindset? Growth, growth. Yeah. Is that is that as simple? That's as, it as is? simple as you can put it. And there's a lot. It's what every individual is going to be different, but simply, it's like how you view the world. It's like when you have that one day. It's like actually, I control my life and I can do things to make me better. Yeah, and that's you start seeing things in a much more positive way. It's so freeing. I think. You got all this negativity around the world. Why not just start looking at things in a positive term? It's the cl- glass half full. Yeah. Do you know? I, like, I saw a powerful thing from this girl, Whitney. She's a poet, and she posts a lot of stuff on social media. And she had this thing that was glass half full, glass half empty. But she said, "What about if you had it ha- had it empty, then you poured in half, versus had it full and emptied out half? Would that influence what you say?" So what about what happened just before it, the context? Did you start with an empty cup and did you put half in? Would you be more likely to say it's half full versus you had a full cup and you emptied out half? What would you be more likely to say? Mm. Half empty. Mm. So I think context is massive. Mm. Yeah. 
Just a good thing to think yeah. about. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, biggest strength and weakness that you didn't know you had up until embarking on this journey? That's a very, very good question. Very, very good question, yes. Should we go with strength? Yeah, we'll go strength first. Strength, you can do way more than you think you can do. Like, For you? Yeah. I, I had all these limiting beliefs. And fuck it. I, I guess I just put it down to the mindset. You change your mindset. I put mind over matter was a massive one in early days to get me through hard things. But yeah, the start of the uncomfortable stuff definitely helped. Like you could have never catch me putting a video of me singing on social media. Like never, 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 never. But I did it. Never would I have run a marathon. I I used to didn't I didn't see the point. What that was my whole thing. What is why do people run a marathon? What the fuck's the point in that? Who cares? Did it anyways. <laughs> so it was just showing myself. I guess, yeah, biggest strength that I didn't know was that I had strength. <laughs> That's good. Biggest strength, personal, probably. And look, I'm not there yet fully, but in terms of how much has changed, probably the level of belief in myself. And like... Y- you tell yourself situationally you're confident, but I think what I'm confident now is and I'm, co- I'm confident in uncertainty because, okay, yeah, I was confident going into this footy game when I knew I was going to perform. You had proof. When I, versus I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I know I have the skills and the resilience to get through it. And I think that's a different level of internal confidence. Yeah, there's, there's confidence in, in doing things you've already done. And then there's confidence when you're uncertain and you've never done things that you're about to embark on. So when I started the podcast early on, it was within the first four episodes, I come up with this slogan called Embrace the Uncertainty. So I think at the core of it, the reason that might have come to me was I don't think I did that well at all. I was so anxious about everything. I needed to be certain, like I needed proof and validation, like what it was going to look like. And it was just that craving for certainty. So I think the biggest strength I had is, and I'm not fully there yet, but I'm getting to that place of inner peace where the certainty, I'm not, sorry, I'm not scared of uncertainty. I'm confident in uncertainty now. And that's just changes. It's one of the biggest things in this space. Just just before you touch on the weaknesses, that thing where it's like I'm doing it, but I'm not quite there yet. A lot of people externally, they have this idea of like black and white. You're either confident or not confident. You either, you either have fear of judgment or you have no fear of judgment. It's not that. It's, it's not that cut. It's not cut into fifty-fifty. Like, probably comes back to trajectory. Like I used to be here, but now I'm up here, and I've still got a way to go. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. I'm never gonna probably get to the top, but I'm gonna embark on that that journey, mm. and I'm gonna get close. I'm gonna fucking go as close as I can. A lot of these people externally think. Well, if you're not at the top, you're not there at all. <laughs> yeah. And they just that's where a lot of judgment comes in, not and a lack of willingness to listen and understand yep. and almost potentially and definitely better their lives because they're like, Well, you're not on top of the mountain. Like, what's the point? What's if you're a few steps ahead and it doesn't have to be in everything. It might be we're more steps ahead in authenticity yep. or being ourselves or being able to change our thoughts and reframe things. It can be very specific. Someone can be ahead of you in a skill and you can learn from them. But we pigeonhole them into one package. 
oh, I wouldn't want to, or they're not that good, or they're not at the top of this mountain, they're not the most successful podcaster, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. So they're not willing to listen. And then ultimately, then just bring you down to their level. Or they try to. Um, Biggest weakness. Biggest weakness. didn't know you had. But I think, yeah, that's a good one because I reckon I've uncovered weaknesses, but I'm turning them into strengths now. Oh, okay. My biggest weakness before embarking it, my biggest weakness is the the fact that I cared about what other people thought of me, and not just people. But no one would think everyone, that. everyone, hey, no one would think that. No one would think what that you had any fear of judgment. No, correct. You would correct. Be, you'd be if someone said to me nine months ago, "Oh, who's got the least fear of judgment of anyone you know?" And I'd go, "Oh, footy club. Oh, Jack. He's the most loud, boisterous, authentic version of himself." And look, I tricked myself into thinking that too. Hundred percent. I, I, I think that's the ro- you talk about the role and how people view you. I think because I was view- like people would say this to me like oh, you don't give a fuck, mate. So like it was almost like external validation of of that thought. Like I was like, yeah, I don't, you're right. I don't care. But you can't just scream at yourself, scream in the mirror. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And just expect yourself to not care anymore. You have to do something about it. Because what happens when that validation stops coming in? Correct. So that was def- definitely my biggest weakness and now it's probably becoming one of my biggest strengths. And similar for me, mine was, I think it's awareness though. Like you can have a weakness and you didn't know it. Because when you say you didn't know, that's all about awareness, isn't it? Like as soon as you become aware of it. So I think it has to do with the certainty. I didn't really realise at the time how much I needed that or how insecure and not confident I was until I did this journey. As you start to get better, you're like, fuck. I was actually at a pretty low level. Yeah, correct. And as, as look, I don't think I'll ever get to a stage in the future where I look back on this and say, look, I wasn't, like, like obviously I'm going to get more confident, more belief, more knowledge, more skills. Everything's going to get better. But I don't think I'll ever look back at this moment. And I said this a month ago on a podcast where I'm like, fuck, was that me? Mm. Like it's going to be a better version of me and there's going to be more belief. But I don't think it's ever going to be to that stage anymore because I think we've passed the hardest stage. Yeah. Well, for what you know, relative. Um, most challenging thing you've had to deal with during this journey. Do you want to go first, or no, man? Yeah, I'll go. Um, probably for me, it's pretty obvious. It's not having any external proof. I've done the podcast for thirteen months. Look, things are coming about, and and that's great because external. Um, External things are important for sustainability, reputation. There's a lot of things that I can't control that are important to the sustainability and success and growth and growth of the podcast. You can't deny that. But I'm almost even more grateful for the slower burn, the slower growth. Because for that there's so many times where you start to question what you're doing, when it's gonna come. Should I just get a job next year? Will I be able to start these, what I want to do? How's it going to look? I don't have the answers. And it was that uncertainty that scared me so much. So the most challenging thing I had to deal with was just the uncertainty of what it's going to look like. And as I said, as I got more confident on this journey, I stopped looking for those answers. I'm focusing more on the process and those things are starting to come and they will come. And they are coming. And it's like, 
So probably the most challenging thing is to being able to speak from place of internal internal belief and confidence when there's no external to almost match that. And it's like you're trying to tell people what to do or almost guide them to be better versions of themselves and they're almost like, what, you don't have any proof. What are you saying? You know what I mean? Like it's it's really hard to, people think I'm shouting, telling people what to do and I almost don't have the right to. Yeah. Or I'm but not. But if your name was Tony Robbins, I'd listen to you. If I had external success in some way, whether it was a fancy house. Even just followers, man. Followers. People just Even so if I had 50K. You know what I mean? They'll go, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. But yeah. you could be saying the same thing for fucking the we're, whole year. We're going to be saying these similar things for the next <laughs> five years. It's all right. We're keen. We're going <laughs> to... We're patient. <laughs> we're not going. We're not going anywhere. So probably that. Yeah. Uh, most challenging thing I've had to deal with during this journey, we've probably touched on it, probably the lack of support um, from the ones like closest to me in terms of in terms of mates. Um. And look, they, they probably just don't even realise it. They probably don't realise it. I've had a f- couple conversations with what a couple you, of them. Here's a good question. Imagine you were doing Jack Mac, same old, you didn't come to this podcast, but another one of your friends came onto the podcast and underwent a similar journey to what you were doing. How do you reckon you would have reacted as a friend? Probably the same way that they were reacting to me. And that's why I feel a bit of like sympathy or, like, empathy. I, you empathy, understand yeah, where yeah. they're coming from. Yeah, correct. Like, I, I'd put myself in their shoes and I'm like, you know what? I don't really blame them. A lot, like, some of them interact with it and that's all good, but people that get it, get it. People that don't, don't. I th- like, I'm trying to think of anything more challenging, but probably just going through the what, fear of judgment. No, I think saying you probably aren't thinking about now, yeah. and I, from just, Knowing your experience yeah, go. is probably the shame about some of your past self. Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. That, that, that is that it. Yeah, sorry. That, that's definitely, no, that, that is the one. Most shame. It's the shame. Oh, it's like, people probably don't see it <laughs> except for Egan and, and what I've had to go through and deal with. But it's the shame and the guilt of my past and me trying to change. And it was going, it was, Going through that phase of me trying to prove them, that was fucking challenging, because I was on I was in this constant battle with myself. On, <laughs> am I doing like, am I truly doing this for myself, or am I doing this for external view, on, just trying to look like a better person, like that was a massive thing going on in my head. Because I did have this past, and I, I'd, <laughs> I'd always have people telling me about that. If you're always looking at the shame and the guilt of the past, how do you ever expect to move on and get better? How do you ever expect to move on? Do you feel like you're healing the past by changing the future? Like, Yeah, fuck, that's, yeah, that is definitely what I'm doing. And you can't, it's, you can't ignore it because that, that's, that's you, it's what you've done. But isn't that more, not impressive, but... I think proud, proud is a good word for it. You are going to be way more proud when you look back and see where you were, the shame, the guilt, everything that you used to do, the things that you've done, and you go, wow, 
if I can do this, so many other people can do this. And maybe that's a story you can start to tell people. When, once you, once that shame and guilt is out and gone from yourself, because I still get it um, time to time, but I've, I'm building so much proof now like that this is who I am and this is not going. The last question for both of us here is, have you ever wanted to give up and go back to old ways? Because if you talk about shame, it's sometimes easy to accept Fuck, that's just who I am. I'm a dickhead, but at least I know what it looks like. And just go back to the comfort, comfort and the familiarity of what it's like to be that role you've played. Because for me, it's really it on this journey. Like when I say old ways, for me, it was more like mindset. So like, it's so easy for me to fall back into that habit of being that version of me, having those doubts and insecurities and learning to change how I frame things. It's fucking hard if you want to change from being always negative to, ha- to looking at things more positively. So have I wanted to give up? No, because my intention was always to be better. My why was so strong. The driver of change was massive. But were there times where I did go backwards a little bit? Yes, of course. It's not going to be a smooth linear journey. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But was my intention to give up? Do I ever want to give up? No. But did I give up? momentarily for like a little bit probably but is it giving up really if no. you, it's not no for me i've definitely had that thought yeah have you ever wanted to fucking oath why <laughs> because it's so much easier staying that same person that everyone sees you to be and why wouldn't it be you've that's just how you've been living but fuck my 30 year old self is going to be thinking Absolutely thanking that I never did that, that I didn't listen to those voices. But I've just brought up a conversation of uh, with a mate of mine from the 9th of August, 2023. So that's about... Was that before the podcast? Uh, just, just after. after? Yeah. Just after. And he was... I've got, I haven't got the whole conversation. I've just saved two messages, but I think I remember. It was something... I think he asked me like, oh, like, why are you doing this... Um, sort of thing because it's just after the podcast I think I'm sharing a lot of uh, mental health and that sort of stuff on my social media and he asked me why I said I just want to be a better person at the end of the day and not a dickhead anymore fully sincere I was telling him the truth and this is one of my good mates well yeah he laugh reacted it and then he just goes impossible for you laughing emoji and that that hurt why Probably because I saw some truth to it back then. I was early days. Um, and it would have been easier. Like that, like him sending that, if I didn't have Egan <laughs> to talk to about this sort of stuff, chances are I probably would, probably would be the same, same old Jack Mac that everyone else saw me as. So yeah, that was a long-winded answer. But yeah, I did have those thoughts. Okay, um... Let's dig into the personal questions. Yeah. From um, we'll go one for one. Yep. Um, Don't do that top one, I reckon, just yet because... Okay. Well, or we could. I guess it flows in. Flows okay. in nicely. I guess I'll just continue on then. Is this a phase for you, Jack, or will this be the new and improved growth mindset Jack McIntosh in five years' time? It's very similar to what we're talking about, but sort of plans, I guess, or... So I have, I have mates that tell me when they hear things and when people ask them questions about me because they're too scared to ask the main sort 
the main source themselves, which is me. So they'll ask people around me and that's fair enough. They're scared. How do you know it's a phase? Is my question. Time. If I continue, then there is no phase. If I stop, then yeah, you could call it a phase. So no one can really answer that apart from myself by telling you I'm not going to stop because this is just who I am now. It's it's not a phase. Uh, will this be the new me? So what are the, uh, pl- what are the plans then? Yeah, in, in plans. In terms of self or what I'm self, trying to do? Self, any business, entrepreneurial stuff. I know you might not have the answers, yeah, but like correct. you said, what, what you, do I want you to said for fulfilling like your um, yeah. electrician stuff yeah, doesn't correct. fulfill you and you don't want to do that. Then yeah. is there any ideas of what's going to look like? Yeah. So how I see my life in around five years time, I really, 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 really want to talk to younger generations. So schools, talk to schools um, and wherever that leads me, like that's as simple as I'm going to put it. I really want to talk to schools and in five years' time, I should have plenty of knowledge, experience, stories behind me just to back that all up. So that's that's one thing. What about for yourself and your mindset? Where do you think it's going to lead to, change to? Is there any sort of key areas of your mindset that you can almost see changing? What about this is my one? Yeah. What about you don't you haven't read a book? Yeah, correct. Do you think there's going to be a way for you to almost Okay, you've got a lot of personal experience. I'm telling you a lot of stuff from psychology in the books, but are you ever going to tap into firsthand learning those things in terms of, you know, reading books? I know you listen to a lot of podcasts, but like reading books potentially. Yeah. Well, fuck, just before you came out, started reading little bits of that book that you've got and Obviously, I didn't tell you this, but it made me a little bit interested because my past with books are English teachers handing me this saying, you've got to read this and then write an essay on it. So maybe subconsciously, that's why I don't want to read books because I'm just not interested. It's like in. a chore. I haven't picked up a book that I'm interested in and gone, fuck, I want to read this because I probably have that past history, I guess, of that, of books and that's negative connotation. So yeah, re- reading just bits of that made me like, a little bit motivated to start reading books. Um, so def- that's definitely something that I can build on. But, yeah, I'll just tell the camera, like, in five years' time, I'm still going to be doing this, I can assure you. And Do you feel like you don't want to almost employ the certainty? Because we talk about sometimes goals can limit us. So you almost don't want to put the, like, you don't want to, pinpoint a roadmap you just want it we're going in this trajectory we're taking on opportunities we're looking you know because i feel like you're like what's it going to be like in five years time it's pretty hard to put like okay this is what i'm doing exactly obviously no one knows what they're going to be doing in five years time uh there's a lot of people playing it straight and narrow that you could predict what they're doing <laughs> there's a lot of uncertainty <laughs> yeah but they could fucking be dead true <laughs> true but what i mean is like there's so much more uncertainty in what we're doing versus okay this is my trade Family, yeah, house. I see what you're saying. Nothing yeah. wrong with that, but it's almost like there's a lot there's, more certainty. There's a lot more opportunity and uncertainty. Um, the possibilities are a bit more vast. Yeah. Well, people just forget that, like, this 
growth, improve, like all, all the self development space. They think it just like you do it for a bit and then it just stops. Like it's a lifelong thing. Like it's just the the pursuit of trying to be better. And it's not. And just to answer this personally, I don't I think a lot of people mix that up with it's a chore. Oh my god, you don't like who you are. Yeah, uh, to me, it's almost the opposite. It's like you actually love yourself more because you're showing that, you, and you being better for yourself. Yeah. You're improving. That that's why I always look at self growth as, as a trajectory because I love the trajectory and I love the journey I'm on. It's not like it's a a chore to get better. Yeah, I was just about to say like it for me and definitely you now. It's like it's just part of life. Like it's just what we sort of do now. It's just how we think. These conversations that we have. It's not a chore. Like it just just comes out like i don't know people viewing externally might think that like we're forcing this upon like we're forcing we've got to get better all this shit it's just nat- it's natural part of our being now yeah it's part of our identity and then it becomes very almost subconscious it's your new we're not going to go full joe dispenser <laughs> words but it becomes part of your new programming and we talk about 95 percent of your decisions each day are subconscious well those 95 percent are sort of incorporated with this belief of growth mindset and that changes everything. Yeah. Uh, okay, this one's for you. I see your content lying on the boundary between self-help and being a social media influencer. What are you aiming for? I find your new content relevant and important, but the way you display it sometimes feels artificial and targeted towards building your brand. Good question. Yeah, good question. And to be honest, it's hard to know exactly what post they're talking about. Um, but I think for me, there's, it's hard because, one, I'm not a social media growth expert. And I, and to be honest, I do want my page to grow because I want to be able to impact more people. And so, yeah, I see a lot of people doing certain things and I'm like, oh, I'll try that because that might work for me. I know at the core who I am. So it says it sometimes feels artificial and targeted towards building a brand. The artificial word doesn't sit well with me because it almost sounds like fake. fake. Nothing I've ever posted at that point in time was not how I felt from this journey because I'm always honest and true. Yes, have I tried to almost make posts that might get better external growth? Yes, but it's never not been who I am. I've mm-hmm. never posted, said anything that I don't believe in. Correct. So I guess that is set. artificial. Is it just playing the algorithm? I've never intentionally twisted or done things to not be myself, but... It's hard because I want to grow the podcast, but I also want to grow my personal thing because I want to. I don't just want to be separate from the podcast, but I also almost do. It's hard. It's I actually don't have the answers. But what my thing is now, launching my own coaching business soon is going to be okay. The podcast is going to be more by itself, and I'm not going to be fully immersed in it. In terms of like, I want to personalize my personal account and post a lot of me, what I'm doing, versus my podcast account, which is going to be more information, psychology, podcast clips, um, and less of like me and what I'm doing and, and stuff like that. So it's a, I'm going to separate them a bit because self-help and social media influence, I will, being a social media influence, I will, I think there's such they, a neg- negative connotation to that people word. People think it's such a bad thing. And it's like, okay, first of all, social, social media influences are fucking affecting 95% of people. That's why you buy things. Mm-hmm. That's why you have all these different beliefs. Like, tell me a person that doesn't follow one influencer. Maybe you. <laughs> I don't know. But there's positive influencers out there. It's not a bad thing to be a social media influencer if you're having a positive influence on people. Mm. 
and you don't have to make people buy things like the other influencers out there. You can just have a positive impact. And that's how we probably started this. We've seen positive influences out there of the world. And then we've gone, fuck, that's pretty cool. Let's do, like dive into that deeper and see where it lands us. That's another thing we haven't spoken about is helping people is one of the most rewarding feelings you'll ever oh, get. Fuck. Probably if not. Yep. Um, it's well and good to do great things, but I think anyone who's helped people or seen, you know, even you saying things like that I've helped you, it's yep. such a positive feeling. Yeah, yeah, I'm your little project. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I'm the the tangible proof of what you can do. Yeah, someone. Yeah, I probably haven't even reflected on it, but seeing your growth ha- is almost part of like that belief and proof that you can change because it's probably been the most work. I wouldn't say work because it's not been work, but change I've seen in someone because I've had the most time with you. Um, uh, and I'm malleable. <laughs> you're gonna give. You're gonna give me a testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The question is, what are you aiming for? And I think on social media, I think it's just. What's building your brand? Like they've t- they've spoken about this in such negative. It sounds way. like it's a ne- like, oh my god, you're trying to grow your account. Like, oh my god, it's such. A- I just want more people to see my stuff. Um, what am I aiming for? Growth, but authentic. Like I want it to be authentic, but yeah. What am I aiming for? Is I want external success because that's going to help you do this day to day. It's going to help me reach more people, and if I believe in what I can do and provide, it's just going to help the journey more and, f- and act as a catalyst for it. So. Um, yeah, that yeah. in terms of content side of things, and just to clear this up, building your brand is almost something everyone should do because building your brand is just showing who you are. Yeah, it's the authentic stuff that you post on social media. It's me getting my phone and saying how I truly feel about judgment or fear of judgment, whatever it is. That's what building your brand is. It's not being that fake shit. <laughs> What made you switch one day, start posting and spreading awareness around mental health and not giving a fuck what people think? And we've we've talked a little bit about this, but switch one day, stop posting. Yeah, so obviously externally, that's what it seems. One day I just went, I'm just going to start posting and spreading awareness around mental health and not giving a fuck what people think. Do you reckon that's almost like... It just seems like how that's, that question's framed that it's like, oh, I couldn't do that. Like, it, everything's made to be like, switch one day. Like, it's almost like this light bulb moment. And then... And then everything changes. And then not give a fuck what people think. Like, it was <laughs> like you never cared. About, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you just yeah. suddenly don't care. Like, it's almost like it was easy. Mm. It sounds like this question's framed that it's easy. but it, Yeah, so they're not giving a fuck about what people think. The reason I... Like that's a ma- big thing on my page, is because that's what that's what I had to deal with. That's what I had to go through, giving a fuck what people think. That's why I used to care so much about, um, and a lot of people do, and a lot of people lie about the fact that they do. So I'm very passionate in people just doing what they want to do and without the without the fear of judgment, the mental health stuff. That definitely came from the podcast, like, as we were diving deeper into these conversations, like, that I didn't even realise I'd have or or be able to have. I didn't know that I could put these words together and have power around it and 
caused some change. Like I've had some fucking beautiful messages sent to me that definitely, <coughs> definitely helped me early on with that external stuff. Like I'm like, wow, people actually do listen and they, they do relate to me. They, they are struggling. And then that's when the curiosity comes in. Like why are people struggling? Why, why do people feel like they want to kill themselves? Why do they, why do, why are they depressed? Things like that. Um, so that that's why I started. It's not awareness because mental health is. This is the most aware <laughs> mental health has ever been. But are the numbers going up or down? They're going up. So awareness is one thing. It's doing something about it, which I'm still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to figure out, and you don't need a fucking psychology degree. This is one thing that. What about does okay? We'll dig into this question then. The links exactly to it. Then what, if you're serious about this stuff, why wouldn't, this is actually a framed question, this is not from me. If you're serious about this stuff, why don't you go get qualified and study psychology? Because i got Egan. <laughs> nah. Um, well, first of all, I'm still doing my apprenticeship, so that's pretty much impossible right now. Um, and because... I think I want to find it out myself. I like. Well, I've I've communicated to you the idea plenty of times. Correct. That you don't need to study psychology at uni to get it. And yeah, how much have you learnt without going, mate? Un- it's an unbelievable. Where does everyone get the information? Books and the internet. So why do you need to go study something, pay all this money? Why do you need the external label of being a psychologist? I don't want to be a psychologist. I just love the idea of psychology and how people think, the curiosity. I don't need that label. A lot of people think this label gives them power and puts them above above people and on this pedestal that no, their their opinion, what they're saying is so much more important and, and true. At the end of the day, we're all humans. So if we delve into our minds, we can actually figure out ways into why we think things and a bit of research too. So I don't need the psychology degree. I'm just a curious human being that can research and talk to Egan and listen to podcasts to, to get my information just like the, the um, people doing the degrees do. And there's way more value in doing. Doing. There's a lot more value in just doing. You can take all this information in, but. How much do we apply psychology principles to real life stuff all the time? We think, okay, this situation this example or we, this is the Abilene paradox we always talk about it like every day every single day we that's talk how we about make it. sense of it we apply the f- principles to life but I remember going to psych, um, uni and I've done the three year undergrad degree and that's the one criticism I have it's very impractical well, yeah. and it's like oh my god I'm learning all this stuff but this they expect you to just be able to apply it to that but you could you could do so many cool exercises so much study around like Connecting the dots because that gap is what it would be your greatest resource, mm. greatest skill. If you could help people, but they don't teach you that skill in zero to th- three. Yeah, and yeah, they probably do a bunch of things post grad that are going to really help with that. But in that space of time, you could do so much more. From right. what I've learned, you could make that degree so much better. Gary V talks about it a lot. Like, there's some. If you want to be a doctor, you can't just. You can't just research on how to be a doctor and all that stuff. You have to go get the degree. But 
with psychology, if you don't want to be a psychologist, you can still learn a fuckload of shit and help people. Well, you don't have to be a doctor to learn about food. Oh, correct. Exercise. Yeah, correct. It's correct. the same same principle. In Actually, you know, you're, you're very right. You don't need to be a doctor to learn about your body. You can research. Like, the internet is such a good thing. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gary V talks about it heaps. Like, we go through all this school stuff. We learn about history and that's all well and good, but... You can go on your phone and type, type up. You've got chat ChatGPT now. You can go on your phone and type whatever you want and 90% of the time you're going to get the right answer. So I don't think you need to pay all that money and and have that external label that people, oh, I don't know. We get, you get those comments. Remember that comment? This, this woman commented on, I think, Egan's, one of Egan's TikToks and she said, What's your credentials or what's your... Pretty much we're not going to listen to you because you don't have a title. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all human. We all go through shit. We all understand things differently. Like, I just don't... I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, but it's just proof of a closed mind. Yeah, correct. Fixed mindset. So, what was the question just to... The question was about why why you don't get studied. Sorry, why you don't get qualified and study psychology. So... I don't want to. Not worthwhile. Yeah, not worthwhile. Uh, people think, and I think it's also very. Sim- it's very cookie cutter approach. Like this is the only way to learn about psychology and growth mindset and to help others. You need to go down the straight and narrow path. And maybe this is why this person doesn't listen or like what I say because they're like, "Why would I listen to him? He he is me. He said he, like because I used to hang out with him. Well, I still do, but like he just sees me as him." Sort of, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you couldn't wait, you yeah, couldn't like, know anything. It's like, yeah, you go out, do drugs, drink, fucking party, be a dickhead. Like, what do you mean? Why would I listen to you? Like, but the truth is, I actually do research, I talk to you so much about this stuff, I'm learning so much. And if it came from Tony Robbins, I'm sure you'd listen. If it came from Chris, Chris Williamson, you guys would listen, but it's only because I'm saying it. Why then, how? Correct. And just back to the what made you switch one day. It was a combination of so much stuff. And I just didn't like who I was at the end of the day, I think. That's why. And I also just wanted to post however I felt. I feel, just quickly, a lot of people on social media post things that they think other people will like instead of posting things that they like. And it doesn't mean you have to talk to... I've done a story on this, but it doesn't mean you have to talk and explain your thoughts and all that sort of stuff. And it doesn't even have to be on social media, but it's just doing things that you want to do, not because anyone else likes it, just because you like it. What inspired you to create this podcast? Um, pretty much we circled around it. It's just, I guess inspired's different to like. Yeah. Who inspired you? Who inspired you? It was, it was probably a lot from the Dylan Friends um, podcast podcast. Just like I think what inspired me was the idea to be a better version of myself in sport and then to life. I, I did explain it a lot before. So And you wanted to have these conversations with pro athletes and show that there is that human. they're human? Yeah. You want, uh, yeah. And all, yeah. And also I think as you said before, which I didn't touch on, like I had so many deep conversations with so many people before. And I was like, Fuck. I I have such a an interest and a and a passion for these sort of conversations. Um, well, podcasting is like the perfect platform for it. I, c- I could see 
I'm logical and I could see, well, I could see where the path was going to take me. So I was like, almost, in, so what inspired me? Um, yeah, I, I say like what inspired me at the time from an external sense, but internally probably like the vision of who I could be, simply. Yeah. And what does timeless mindset look in one, three, five years? Can't, I don't know and that's, and I don't, and I, I don't have any like problem not knowing. I love the uncertainty. I'm growing the certainty in my personal capital. I'm I'm building all of my things internally to, to you know whatever opportunities come up and whatever things I start that I have the best chance of success. I can give a brief thing. So like, obviously I'm, I want to launch this coaching business and just give it a crack and see how it goes. See whether I like it. See whether I think I can do well in it. See see whether there are other opportunities that come up from there. Look, I want to get into, ideally, like I want to get into writing more. So like whether that's blog stuff, but I do want to write books. Um, I want to get into speaking um, around, potentially do those like keynote style presentation stuff. Um, and look, there are a lot of skills that I need to develop again, like confidence in public speaking and another, another huge thing I need to grow again. Okay, same. Um but that's what it's going to look like. Like I want to bring my knowledge and these ideas and these conversations and the themes and the research. I want to bring it all to as many people. Um, and podcast in terms of that, I just want to keep having these conversations, bigger guests, um, keep growing everything, keep learning, being willing to learn. Um, sky's the limit, but that's just my mindset of anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, probably want to see you fail so that can be a driving force as well it's not it's not no i like it i don't care (laughs) because what's it going to mean in 100 years Mm. for me i'm so motivated by the journey of 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 almost like out of love like i'm doing this out of love for myself and others and the and the positivity around it because like i get it doing it for other people like yeah there are times where my competitive edge comes out and it's like almost like a a middle finger to people who didn't believe in me. And sometimes, yeah, in the moment, it's actually a really good tool to lean on. I've spoken about this before, but it's a really good tool to lean on at times when you really need it. You're like, you know what, that person said this, 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 and it's a great driver. But if that's all you're doing and thinking, like it's really hard to train yourself out of that because every single decision you make comes out of that fear. Yeah, and you also, to do stuff in the future, you're going to need these sort of comments made about you when yeah. you should just be driven by within. It's an internal thing and I just, it's what you focus on. Like I focus on the positivity, the people I'm helping. It's so easy to like, like you said before, chase that validation from the people who don't believe it. But then again, people who get it, get it. And there's so many people who do get it. Yeah. And there's so many, up. and there's so many people who will get it if just shown the right way, which we're trying to learn to do. So um, I'm not doing it out of fear. Um, that's another thing I've probably unpacked. I think, there was a lot of me that came from fear and I think I'm healing that past version of myself that did it out of fear and now it's almost like this push to drive and um, look, there are parts of me that I don't fully know and there are probably some parts of me that like, yeah, it is out of fear of not being good enough but I've shown myself and given myself so much proof that it's turning, that it's just turning more and more to out of love and, and that's what I put my attention to and yeah, there, it's not smooth, it's not easy. There are times where you... You have to lean on different things to get through. And sometimes it is that in spite of other people. But most of the time it's because of this belief I have in myself and who I could be. 
I like it. Any concluding thoughts? Um, no, I thought that was pretty good. I think that sort of summarised where we're at, what, what our sort of journeys a little bit and sort of digging into, I guess, some questions that we don't usually touch on. Um, and it's just a good point in time. I mean, we had a similar-ish chat um, to Sam Witness, which was sick. So it would be good timing. They're sort of linked together. Yeah. Um, to sort of just have a real moment of reflection. Because for me, like, with this timeless mindset stuff, I really just want to dig in now and almost... Because I've had a lot, like, probably two, three months, haven't really... Um, or I had the Christmas stuff, but re- it's just a lot of, like... I've had a lot of reflection in the last week rebranding this stuff, and it's really been a good point in time. But I'm ready to knuckle down into um into what it looks like. But then again, I think constant reflection is just a good practice to have. Something yeah. I've something I've learned recently, like geez, if you're constantly reflecting through journaling and willing to change, you can keep your trajectory can change positively so much quicker. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will find it a bit more informative with the stuff I was saying. They probably haven't heard because a lot of people they search for that. Like I was saying, they'll go to some of my mates and ask, like, "Oh, what's he doing? Like, why is he doing it? Is it is it true? Is it?" authentic all these sort of things so i think this might answer a few questions i wish more people would have asked questions that wanted to ask questions because i just know there's people that like i don't get 70 shares on a story for no reason like they're having questions that yeah you know what i mean but i just yeah it'd be good hopefully um we'll get there eventually hopefully there's a few um people that listen to this and have have taken saying away that they didn't realize or but then again, if you have any questions, we've, I'm sure we're both happy to yeah, to talk. But I love a voice memo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for coming on. We'll wrap it up there. Yeah, good chat. Um, yeah, I'm excited to listen back and take some clips and listen to this in the future because that will be one mm. of the most rewarding listens. 100%. Thank right. you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.